It's time for episode 31 of the Clockwise Podcast from your pals at IDG, recorded on April 3rd, 2014. Clockwise, four guests, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the podcast now in Technicolor. I'm your co-host, Dan Morin, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Jason Snow. Hi, Jason. Hi, Dan. How's it going? It's going great. Um, yes, we are joined, as always, by two guests today. Uh, our first guest, seated to my left, is uh, Flo Ion. Hi, Flo. How are you? Hi. I'm good. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Next to me is the uh, editor of Tech High, Phil Michaels. Hi, Phil. Hi. Uh, so anyway, we uh, here's how Clockwise works. We talk about four tech topics for 30 minutes, and uh, we don't want to waste your time. So each topic is going to be short, about five minutes long, and each of us has brought our own tech topic to discuss on the show. Excellent. Thank you for explaining that. And because I got to introduce You're this welcome. today, I'm going to go first. Um, so let's kick this right off with, I think, one of the bigger news stories of the week, which was that Amazon uh, finally announced what they were doing in the living room, which was not – it's not a game of Clue. Don't worry. They weren't killing. Was a wild party. There was a dagger in the living room. Um, no, they've announced the Fire TV. Um, yes, you've wanted to fire your TV for a long time now, and now you can actually do it. Uh, the Fire TV is their set-top box. It might look very familiar if you've ever seen, say, a Roku or an Apple TV. Um, but it's got a cool, a couple interesting features, one of which is voice search. Um, so you can speak the name of some actor or show or movie that you want to watch. For example, Gary Busey, just to pick one off the top of my head. Um, and, you know, hopefully it will provide you with results in that. Um, and it also, of course, has support for the Amazon Prime instant streaming, which so far is unavailable on the Apple TV unless you're doing the AirPlay thing with your iPad. So my question for you folks is, um, is there anything that's like super innovative here or that would, you know, really convince you to go this way instead of going a Roku or an Apple TV? And if so, why? Flo, would you like to kick it off for us? So I'm a huge... I, I'm a huge fan of Amazon Video. I use it to watch The Real Housewives. That's how I rent it every Monday or Tuesday, rather, depending on which franchise it is. Uh, but I've never, you know, I've I've never had anything besides a Roku, and I'm I'm pretty committed to just the Roku way of things. Uh, for instance, there is no other set top box that I know off the top of my head that has uh, the kind of like PBS. App that Roku has. Um, I love my PBS. Got to support your, you know, your local affiliate. Uh, and it's got all of the different streaming channels on it. I mean, it's got Netflix, HBO Go, uh, Amazon Prime, uh, Hulu. Got, there's so many. I'm having trouble naming them. So I don't. It's also smaller, just from what I saw on the little depiction there on uh, the Amazon page. I did like that. Amazon said theirs was thinner than a dime. But it's like a dime standing it's thin, up, right? But Not it's, like, <laughs> it's like a it's like a really big pancake. Yeah, it's kind thinner of, than a dime that's eaten two nickels. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it it just looks really weird. And the Roku is this tiny little hockey puck. You know, it doesn't really take up a lot of a lot of room. Um, I. I'm not interested, basically. I'm just going to say that. And I'm not interested in the gaming capabilities of it either. Like, I just, I have an Ouya, and that thing is collecting dust. Okay, if I want to play games, that's what the PC and my DS are for. I just, not really on that train. There you have it. 
Jason, what about you? Yeah, yeah. The gaming thing is interesting. Roku has a Bluetooth, I think, gaming mm-hmm. controller, and it's like a little Wii. A couple games. Yeah, it's just not that interesting. Um, th- these are mobile games. These are like phone games, tablet games, put on the TV. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm an Amazon customer. I like Amazon, and uh, I use Amazon Instant Video right now. I have an Apple TV, and you can AirPlay um, app, Apple uh, from an iPad. You can AirPlay an Amazon Video to Apple TV. It works fine because um, Amazon's really the hole that Apple has got. Um, you know, Roku's got everything but Apple. Everybody but Apple. You know, everybody has everything except Apple has Apple. So I've got a lot of Apple stuff, so it's easier for me to keep the Apple TV. Uh, I've got a TiVo. I use that for a lot of stuff these days. So I don't know. I'm, I love these boxes because it, it does make your, your dumb TV smarter. And I think if you're somebody who uses all this, uh, all the Amazon stuff, and Amazon's got a great ecosystem. Really, Amazon and Apple are the ones that have the best entertainment ecosystem. So it's really smart for them to do this. I, I just, I don't think it's a killer product. I think it just adds to the the list of products for people to consider. And, uh, you know, I'm in, sort of vaguely interested in trying it out. At the same time, I don't think I need more of these little boxes in my life. And it does look kind of weird in that it reminds me of like a CD, external CD drive or something. It's 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 flatter and bigger and... I don't know. It's uh, these products are really interesting, and it'll be interesting to see where the game stuff goes, and if anybody uh, wants to use it as a gaming system. But I'm only kind of mildly interested. I think. I I think I'm gonna be contentious here. I think the gaming stuff is very interesting, but possibly not for gamers. I think, uh, and I'm I'm paraphrasing an argument that uh, that ran on Tech Hive yesterday by by our games writer Hayden Dingman. Um, Amazon has a lot of interesting support from from game developers in a way that the uh, the Oya, however you pronounce it, Oya, Oya, Oya. it's like Oya, Oya, the, the the who cares um, that they didn't really have. Um, I, I I don't think the 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 kind of developer support lined up uh, that that certainly Amazon has, and I think what this really is, it's. It's mostly a set-top box that has gaming capabilities for the casual gamer, for the person who just wants to, oh, this is another thing my my TV can do now. Um, The hardcore people are still going to want their Xbox Ones and their their PlayStation 4s. This this is aimed more at me, a a a dude in his and in his forties who who doesn't really want to sit down and 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 spend the all night gaming session. Just wants to play a, a game when he has a few minutes. And I I I kind of am intrigued by what what Amazon is doing here. I don't think it's necessarily a killer feature. And as a as a person who has an Apple TV and is quite happy with it and is waiting to see what this uh, reported Apple Comcast uh, uh, DVR will produce, uh, I, I'll. Uh, Probably not get the Amazon Fire TV, but uh, I, I wouldn't dismiss the gaming component out of hand. Can I just add something really quick? Uh, so the Ouya actually did have pretty good developer support because um, there was the Unity plugin and all of that from the beginning. I think the problem with the Ouya is that a lot of uh, consumers just were not really privy to the idea of this little like hundred dollar console in your living room without any. I mean, there's no AAA titles associated with it. Really, when you and, yeah, and the controller was also quite uh, yeah, the quite controller was weird. So basically, nobody really got the Ouya outside of the kick the people who kickstarted it. So I like I like it better when we pronounce it Oya because it sounds like my Jewish grandma Oya. Um, she would have been a prime candidate for that. So I actually um I ordered a Fire TV like 
right after they announced it because I'm a sucker. Uh, I'm really interested in the whole set-top box thing, and I just I really want to give it a try. My biggest problem is now that I have a uh, an Apple TV, a Chromecast, uh, an Xbox 360, I have no more HDMI ports on my television, so that might be an issue for the moment. But I'm interested to see where it goes. I think the gaming thing is interesting, but it's also weird to me that Apple, which has had such great success in the iOS realm with gaming, has shown zero interest in like bringing anything to the Apple TV. Every once in a while, they'll talk about a title. Oh, you can use AirPlay to like you play this game that shows up on your TV and then play other games with your friends on their iPads, but they really... They really haven't put any time or effort into it. So, but but Dan, as a, as a longtime Apple observer, surely you know that they that love gaming. Apple. Apple does not understand gaming Apple, at all. You are whatever you are whatever success, correct. Whatever success it's had on the iOS has been by accident and by third party developer. Apple doesn't understand why you want to play games on any device it's yeah i I, you're you're completely right and i think it always amuses me when they tout gaming on ios just because it's like we don't really understand but it's really popular so you guys go play games yay (laughs) so anyways well thank you all for your input on that i i appreciate it florence ion you have a topic for us the uh the new htc1 came out and you wrote our review of it right i did i did i gave it i gave it a 4.5 out of 5 um there's a lot that i could say about it because um there is a lot to it i mean it's htc's New flagship phone for this year. It is their second attempt at greatness, I'm going to say, or their their second attempt to get back into uh, the consumer radar. And, you know, it's got a lot of really impressive specifications. It's got all, you know, the latest hardware. It's got that um, four megapixel ultra pixel camera, which does great in low, low light settings. And, um, you know, it has like the, the uh, two camera cameras on the back two cameras on the back. One of them is just to help uh, for some fancy uh, uh, focus effects. But for the most part, um, the big, sort of the big thing to ponder here is how this phone is going to be received uh, in this market of, this oversaturated market of Android devices. I mean, this is the first like flagship to kind of come out. And now that it's spring, we can expect... Samsung is going to have their Galaxy S5 in just, you know, in just a week. Uh, who knows when, you know, LG and Sony are going to put stuff on the market. Who knows what Google's going to put out at I.O. in June. So I don't know. What do you guys think, just based on what you've read about the HTC One and just how the smartphone landscape is at the moment? Well, I'm a I'm an iPhone user, but I, I said uh, on Twitter, actually, the other week that if I... If I was was barred from having an iPhone, I think the HTC One would be the phone that I would get. And this new one looks interesting too. I, I it says something about me that as an iPhone user, I'm I'm drawn to a phone like this because it's a really premium design. It's really attractive. I like all the metal. It's really pretty. No, it looks it looks really nice, and it doesn't feel cheap. It is. Yeah. Uh, I like HTC's designs. So I think the big question is just like, is anybody going to buy it? Because that's all of us have been a little baffled. Um, it's a little like the Windows phone phone story where everybody in the press sort of likes the product. Product, but nobody buys it and so you know it's not necessarily a success even though we think sort of creatively as a as a product it's, it's a success i like the i really like the fact that a lot of these phone makers are focusing on making better cameras i think that's uh and this is another example of that with the two cameras so that you can do the different kind of focus i i, I really like that uh approach cell phone cameras could get a lot better but i like that that's an area of differentiation now that you know that you can't make them much faster you can't make them 
you can have maybe a little bit better battery life, but better camera is a place that people are, are looking. And I, I like that too. So I'm encouraged by it. I, I, you know, again, if some, if a man came to me and threw my iPhone on the ground and said, you may never use an iPhone again, I, I realize this is a strange scenario. I assume that's I Phil. Get an HTC <laughs> yeah. One. Phil would yes, just come Phil, up to you. And Phil no, is, no more. Phil is, Phil is that man. So yes. Phil, what do you think? Um, I, I'm going to answer your questions with questions of my own. Uh, I, I know that the, 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 the camera, the dual cameras on the back, it creates some nice effects, but it's still a four megapixel camera, is it not? Yes, it is still. The main one. It's supposed to be, I think, between eight and twelve megapixels. That's what I was told. But okay. when I take photo, you know, when I've been using it for photos, look, they look great on Facebook and Instagram, and the color looks great and everything. But when you zoom in, you just can't do anything. The, you right. know, this is not the phone you want when you know you have a newborn child that you're trying to capture their moments. So. I mean, it, the the effects seem seem cool and all that, and and as as Florence said, there it, it certainly I guess it would have an appeal for the the, the Facebook and social world. It, it just from what I've seen, there are nice features, and and from what I've read in uh, reviews published on our sites, uh, HTC typically builds the the the, the best Android phones. I know we typically uh, don't look at things from a company perspective. I just find it fascinating that Samsung rolls out these easily dismissed pieces of plastic that that sell like hotcakes, whereas HTC actually seems to be putting some effort and some thought into design and and, and doing different things with the gestures and really uh, uh, moving the ball forward. And and they they can't give their phones away to, to... to a room full of people that said, "Boy, I wish I had a phone right now." Well, take this <laughs> HTC thing. No, no, I, I give me the cheap slab of plastic, please. I don't get it. I don't appeal. And if a man uh, made me uh, throw away my iPhone, I'd, I'd probably use a Windows phone anyhow. So, eh. Dan. Uh, well, yeah, I, I'm with you guys in that. I'm also an iPhone user, obviously, and I, I know very little about the HTC. I did, I did get a chance to handle the original HTC One when it came out, and I thought it was a really impressive piece of phone. Like again, like Phil saying comparatively like build quality wise it does seem something that's this a little one's more, way better yeah it's, it's a little better oh, that's see there's not it's a question of is there an upscale android market in some ways right because a lot of what android has going for it is that since there are so many different types of phones you can often get one for cheaper or you can get like any kind of android phone that you want right because there are there are just so many models so i wonder if there's not as much of a you know big uh like high-end market for android phones um some of the stats we see suggest that Apple takes, well, you know, having a, a much smaller market share than Android and in many cases still takes the majority of the profit and also generally captures that high end of the market. So HTC might be making things harder for them in that they're positioned not necessarily against all the other Android phones out there, but are positioned more like against Apple, which is a, which is a tough one. I mean, they, Apple does a lot of good business in the high end there. Um, and I think, as as Jason said, and I tend to agree with, this is definitely a phone. You know, I would consider if I were probably not using a, an iPhone, but um, it's still a it's still a tricky thing to sell if your market is not necessarily a market that necessarily always appreciates you know great build quality and really well thought thought, thought through products. So I'm, I don't know. I'm under the impression that the high end market is mostly uh, centered here in the U.S. Also true. Yeah, because they're 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 fighting a lot with the emerging markets, um, you know, especially in China. So yeah, yeah China's a big market, obviously. Yeah. So interesting to see how that how that plays into it. But yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. All right, my topic is about cord cutting. I am uh, not a cord cutter, and I actually just wrote about this. The uh, 
cord cutting, <laughs> yeah, snip, snip, uh, cut the cord. But I can't cut the cord because I like sports. And live sports is essentially an issue that uh, that uh, they know that you'll pay for cable or satellite if you like live sports. And that's why the Los Angeles Dodgers sold their rights for the next like 25 years for $8 billion. Um, and so I, I, every time we write about baseball, I despair about um, – this because people write in and they're like, well, you can't, the, the MLB streaming package doesn't cover local games when, you know, they need to fix that. And it's like, well, they're never going to fix that because as long as somebody will pay $8 billion for those rights, they're going to protect them. So I guess, you know, I, my question here is, are, are, you know, what do you think about cord cutting What and, and what keeps you from cutting the cord, if anything, and if your cut, if your cord is cut? My my condolences for one, and second, uh, what do you miss? What what are the things that you miss when you've uh, cut the cord? Well, let's start with Phil. You're a you're a cable subscriber, are you not? I I am. Uh, I I mentioned in an article uh, fretting about the Apple Comcast pair up that uh, last year I had a very uh, overly lengthy uh, billing issue with Comcast, uh, and at one point my wife and I were. We're about to basically not just cut the cord, rip the cord out of the wall and uh, salt over where the cord was to make sure that it would never come back. We we basically told Comcast we were we were ready to stare at at, at cave paintings on a wall rather than uh, pay a, pay them another dime. And um, like you say, the thing that that I would have missed the most would have been the the live sports. I would have. I would have listened uh, to the team that I, I like on the radio and, and, and watched the pictures dance around in my head. I would have gone down to, to sports bars and to, to catch uh, bigger games, but I would have given up things like Premiership uh, Football, which airs early in the morning and on, on, in my part of the world. And uh, and the, it's the one piece of the cord cutter puzzle that you really have to... Uh, really have to solve especially with sports moving off over the air uh broadcast tv and and to pay cable yeah cord cutting uh, i've actually cut the cord i don't i don't have a cable subscription or satellite or any of that i do most of my tv through uh hulu um you know other stuff as it allows on you know network sites and streaming um i'm not much of a sports guy although i do enjoy uh watching or listening to the occasional red sox game um, which I usually do on the radio or on the, you know, off chance that's on broadcast TV. I have one of those crazy old fangled antennas that hooks up to my television. I receive HD signals over the air, which is actually impressive because I was comparing once to uh, last year, I think during the playoffs, watching it on my uh, TV versus my girlfriend's cable. And it was so much better on my over the air broadcast HD because she doesn't have HD cable, um, which is just, you know, another thing. Um, the only thing that I run into problems with is uh, HBO, um, but since my girlfriend does have cable and HBO subscription, I get access to her HBO Go account, so that generally works out for the most part. And I still do, I mean, besides the sports stuff, I use over-the-air broadcast stuff for things like the Oscars, um, and I also use, because Boston has it, I use Aereo, which also lets me get broadcast signals over the air and then airplay them to my Apple TV, which actually works pretty well. Um, and you can use it as sort of a cloud DVR thing, too. So I basically have, like, as with the Amazon Fire earlier, I have, like, every single service that lets me watch TV in a way that is not having cable. So I probably pay as much as a cable subscription for that. But I feel like I'm in the future. I cut the cord a long time ago. 
it was one of the best decisions I've ever made, both financially and spiritually. Uh, I no longer sit in front of the television flipping through channels. Uh, I, I watch The Housewives only when it's convenient for me. But as far as sports goes, um, I've just, you know, I've always felt that sports were really, my interest in sports is a really social interest. I don't have kind of the same, like, super fandom as maybe other sports fans do. So when I am watching sports or engaging with it, it's usually at the ballpark or at a bar with a bunch of friends or, you know, out at Civic Center when they, you know, like when they do the World Cup and everything. So... You know, I'm I'm very happy having cut the cord, and I I don't really ever plan to go back to cable. And I've done the same with music as well. I now stream all of my music. So, Philip Michaels, do you have a topic for us? Yes, Jason, I do have a topic. <laughs> uh, yesterday, uh, Microsoft at its build conference took the wraps off of Cortana, which is its uh, its answer to Siri and and Google Now. And it intrigues me because I'm I'm a relatively recent upgrader to a phone that can actually run Siri. Uh, and it was only uh, ironically yesterday that I remembered. Oh yes, Siri's a feature that I can use to do things like set reminders. Um, obviously, the personal assistant hasn't really. Uh, uh, appealed to me enough to to really try it out at this point, but uh, I'm wondering how how you guys use personal assistance on your phone and whether uh, Cortana is a game changer. Well, I I know a few people who swear by Siri. Me, I mostly swear at Siri, so there's that. Um, I do try to use it a lot of times, especially when I'm in the car um, and I want to queue up like a song or or an album or something like that. And I, I swear about half the time is really just like, no, Siri, that's not what I said. Come on. And it's actually faster, even though I shouldn't be looking at my phone while driving. It's faster to just go like, bop, bop, bop. Okay, we're good. Um, it's a great idea. Um, and I think that's clearly why we see so much interest and movement in that area with you know Microsoft, Google, all working on voice-activated search, voice-activated features. Um, but it's, Siri is still kind of, despite having lost its beta label, it still hasn't quite developed to the point where I use it every day. So the stuff that Microsoft's doing seems interesting. It seems, again, to be building on a lot of the stuff that we've seen with both Google and Siri. Um, and it sort of moves forward by using the more contextual information, trying to figure out things about you that it should already know, um, like having access to your email and your calendar and just being a lot smarter about those things. Um, I'm intrigued. I haven't got a chance to try it out yet. Um, but again, this is one of those areas where I think it's a really it's a really great feature set. And so I look forward to seeing all these companies bring these products out so that all of them will improve as they compete. Um, and as a person who played uh, pretty much all the Halo games, uh, I, I appreciate the, the hat tip in there to the Halo series. So guys, uh, I've been able to talk to my phone since Android 2.2. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, quite honestly, I did, I did used to, uh, back in the day when I had an HTC Incredible, I used to like dictate all my text messages when I would go on road trips by myself, which is kind of probably dangerous and I shouldn't be admitting to that. Um, I actually got to use Cortana yesterday on a Lumia 930 and she is, she's really awesome. So, you know, with my Android life that I have now, I have all my contextual features with Google and on the Moto X, I had the ability to sort of like yell out from across the room to get uh, the phone to set a reminder for me or send a text message while I was busy. But the thing I like about Cortana is that I really feel that um, Microsoft sort of took a back seat 
for a while, kind of waited for Google and Apple to kind of come out with their things. And it's it's quite honestly like a proper amalgamation of Siri and Google Now. Uh, Google Now is not very conversational. Um, it is it is merely just for like uh, controlling your phone with your voice. Whereas Cortana, you know, she like she does learn things about you. She puts it in a little notebook and then you can you can go in there and edit it. And um, one of the coolest things that she could actually do was uh, you can remind her to to remind you to talk to somebody about something as you are contacting them. And you could be contacting them either through email, calling uh, in the dialer app, or uh, through text message. And Windows Phone will pop up and say, hey, don't forget you said you were going to talk to your sister about this thing. I just think that Microsoft, uh, it's... I think that they're going to have a leg up on, honestly, on uh, Google and Apple. And I think that, um, in re- you know, in regards to Apple, Apple has a lot of catching up to do to both Google and Microsoft at this point. Like, there's, yeah, you guys got to catch up. Come on. Let's get on it. <laughs> yeah, I, Siri is not uh, something I use very often. I use it for setting timers <laughs> because it is actually easier to set a timer with Siri than to go to the clock app and set a timer. And I'll occasionally use it for a reminder, but I don't use it very, very much. Um, Google now impresses me because it's got so much information. It's got the ser- the services uh, that Google's got behind the scenes are really smart, but it has no personality. And I think it's really interesting that we have Siri and Cortana, and then we have Google Now, which is no personality. Uh, when you talk to Google devices, you say, hey, Google, like Google wants to be that personality, but it doesn't really have one. So I think it's interesting that that's a, is there an arms race for, for uh, personal assistant uh, personality? And if there is, then Google is behind there. Um, I, I, Apple absolutely has a, a bunch of challenges with Siri. Um, I, it hasn't changed a whole lot. It's it's just keeping you know it it improves, but it's got a lot more improving to do. And I I don't use it much, much of the time. So I'm intrigued by this stuff. I think all this technology is a little too early, uh, but I like to see that they're experimenting with it. I love the Halo uh, reference in. Uh, the name, and they actually use the same voice actress who was used in in Halo. That's pretty cool, and uh, good for them. Good for for Microsoft. Um, they do have some interesting with Bing. They've got a lot of information sources that they control that they can pour into this thing, which I think is uh, I think is smart. So it's I, I, I like to see the state of the art advance in any way, and I do wonder if Google has a personality problem. I I do hope um, that the Worldwide Developers Conference just announced today for for early June. I I hope to see something that that uh, not a response per se from Apple, but certainly Apple moving the ball forward on Siri because it feels like it it really is stalled out, um, and that it's the same uh, same service it was back when when it was introduced. What two years ago? Yeah, they make these little uh, like little dead end cul de sacs sometimes where it's like, hey, this thing is really really interesting. Everybody should use it, and uh, we kind of forget about yeah. it, and then we don't really talk about yeah. it again. At least you can get get Siri to tell you the ball game score when you've cut the cord and, and no longer get cable TV. It is handy. Well, we've we've reached the end of our four allotted tech topics, um, but we have a little bit of time left, so we'll do our very brief this week bonus question. My bonus question for you is simply this: It's April third. Have you done your taxes yet, <laughs> Phil? I have done my taxes. I did them back in February. Wow! I've Amazing. I got my refund. I have spent my refund or reinvested my refund. Um, yeah, I 
I do it early. I don't. Um, I don't procrastinate. Or rather, I should say, the person that I pay to do it does it very early, and um, and um, and that's it. I did once wait until April fourth to do my taxes, and that was a rebel. That was a bit of bit of a bummer. Um, Jason, I yeah. I have uh, I have done my taxes, or I, the person I paid to do my taxes has done my taxes. We did them uh, maybe about a month ago. We started a business last year, so there was extra. Uh, complications in our personal taxes. We've got a new accountant. She knows what she's doing and uh, spent, I think, wrote a check for one and got a little money back on the on the other. So, uh, so yeah, job done. Hello. I, I heck needed that money, so I did my taxes in, like, January. I'm going to be the bad person here. It's like, I'm this close to finishing, and I had to, just oh, had damn. to go back and change some stuff, and then I was traveling, and... I, usually I'm usually I'm very good about getting it done in like February or something, but this year I'm lagging behind. Um, and like, my dad, it's was like rotating your me. tires. It's like so one of those annoying, like but really essential things. Yeah, I know. I'm like halfway. I'm like in doing it in the TurboTax, and I'm like this close to finishing. I just gotta like go back and double check some things, but I feel really guilty about it. So I was hoping to bring it up so that I would force myself to go finish my taxes. So thank you all for motivating me to be an overachiever. Hey Dan, guys. Dan, Dan. Yeah, yeah. G- Go, go do your taxes. Did, did, Mike, did Cortana you. remind you to tell me that? Yes. <laughs> Next year, you got to be like Ned Flanders and do it on January 1st. <laughs> I guess I need to hire someone is clearly what I heard from you two Siri, guys. remind Dan <laughs> to do his taxes. Oh, God. Here's your reminder. These, you guys are, you guys are worse I than my dad. Y- yes. I've added it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good for you, Siri. Well, Dan, that's all the time we have now that we've answered your question. You need to do your taxes, and we need to go. So I want to thank our guest, Philip Michaels. Thanks for being here. Thank you. And Florence Ion, thank you for being here. I love being here. I really do. And so until next time on Clockwise, we remind you, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.